Hey, hey, welcome everyone. Welcome back to Just Tiffany Podcast, a Monroe Bishop production. It's your girl Tiffany. On any given day, I do it scared. I do it alone. I just do that shit. I choose me each and every day because I love me some me and fuck them people. Okay, so y'all, uh, y'all get getting it good. Y'all got it good. I'm doing a bonus episode because Things are hot right now. The emotions are on fire. So like I said before in the previous episode, like my goal is to do every two weeks and stay consistent with that. However, sometimes things arise where I cannot wait to say what I need to say and get it off my chest before the emotion is gone. Because once I play it out in my head, write it in my journal, it's just a fleeting emotion. It just flies away. I'm over it. I done aired it out. I done cussed whatever out, whoever out. And I done moved on. So sometimes I find myself, you know, when I'm voice recording into my phone, I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and record an episode before I ain't frustrated no more. Okay. So let me just get a few things off my chest. And once again, this is a bonus episode. So consider this your lucky day. I'm going to try to keep it short. I'm going to try to. But I'm emotional, so it may not happen. But anyway, so y'all know, um, I just recently, well, not recently, in May of 2021, um, I started jump rope. But prior to that, I had started working out pretty pretty good because I wanted to uh, be fine on my anniversary and for that July. So I had started working out. I had a meal plan. I set up a workout schedule and I was working out. So anyway, long story short, along the way, I started jump roping. Now, who knew that jump roping will become a passion of mine? I firmly believe that jump roping is an active form of meditation. I absolutely love it. It gives me peace. And, um, and I think I want to say in July, uh, after my anniversary when I came back, I had a huge um, emotional spiraling out of control situation with a family member and it threw me over the edge and I couldn't and I and I had a hard time dealing with it and I just threw myself 100% into my jump roping and it became my safe space. So along the way, I have developed a jumper's body, which is 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 lean and and long. I didn't do everything right. I think I'm gonna write an ebook about my journey of what to do and what not to do because I did lose a lot of um, muscle tone and fat really fast. I didn't try to. It just turned out that way. It just did. It messed up. My boobs gone. My ass is sagging. Okay, so I'm I'm just going to probably put something together for those of you who are interested in jump roping, which I know a lot of you are because I get gazillion messages about my jump roping, my regimen, what I'm eating, what I'm wearing, what I'm doing, what I'm thinking. I, it's a lot. So um, I hold myself accountable. That's why I said it out loud in this episode. But anyway... So the other day, so along the way, I, I have, I, I do recognize that I have lost some weight. I do recognize that. However, in my brain, because I have dysmorphia that I'm aware of, I don't see what you all see. And at this point in time, I am not jump roping for weight loss. I'm jump roping to maintain. I have not lost any more weight. I'm still rocking a steady, I want to say 
Okay, between 142 and 145. I started off at 167. So I've been between, so I had COVID. I lost some weight during COVID. When I got my appetite back, I gained some. I actually went over 145. I went to 147. Last I checked, I want to say I was at 145, 143, up in that area somewhere. So I'm really at this point just maintaining. And not that I owe anybody any explanation, but I fucking eat. Okay, I eat. I eat breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, snack. I have wine. I have my chips. I haven't changed anything. I eat. I eat. So I get this text message saying, and I and this is just not I mean, I get text messages and I get verbal uh feedback when people see me who haven't seen me in a while so anyway i get this message saying tiffany you are too skinny i see it all in your face and in your neck you need to slow down you need to stop okay okay so this is what we're gonna do if you don't want nobody saying to you Cause this this stuff like this frustrates me. Because at this because right, I'm healthy. I'm trying to maintain my health. I have heart issues. People in my family, my close friends, people know I have heart issues. And the jump roping, just for the record, hasn't gotten me off my high blood pressure because I'm off my reflux. And and um, this other pill that I was taking, but my heart medication is still intact. Okay, so I have to exercise, I have to eat right, and I have to remain stress free in order to maintain a healthy blood pressure, so my heart doesn't overreact like it does a lot. Cause I stay fucking frustrated because of shit like this. I don't even know why I let this get to me, but I'm talking about it so I can release it because. How you see me, how you feel about me is not my fucking problem. It's yours. And I, and if you listen to the podcast, I love you, boo. But I'm going to say what I need to say. How would you feel if I said to you, girl, you getting fat as hell. You need to stop doing what you do. You need to stop eating. Girl, what you eating? You need to exercise. Now, how that sound? Now, to you, it may not sound the same thing as, girl, you're too skinny. I see it all in your face. You need to slow down and stop doing what you're doing. To me, it's the same damn thing. As critical as, um, I can't say it's mean-spirited because I know it didn't come from a mean place. It probably came from some sort of concern. Could be from jealousy. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. But my point is, there's a way to say things to people without saying it the way you said it. Okay, and, and uh, ooh, calm down, Tiffany, calm down. I, you know, the thing about it is, what's good for me may not be good for you. Okay, I'm well aware of what my body looks like. I'm well aware of what I'm going through with my body. I have enough of my own internal emotional things that I, that I'm going through when it comes to my body and the way it looks. I don't need this from anybody else. Okay, now sometimes some of the things that I wear, 
makes me look small. Because a lot of times, because I haven't been shopping. I ain't got no job. Y'all ain't buying no journals. I ain't shopping. So I don't have any new clothes. So a lot of the clothes that I'm wearing are the clothes that I've already had. And they are huge on me. I'm pinning and pulling and tucking. I need a sewing machine, a, a seamstress or something. Because I want my clothes. But So I may look smaller than I actually am because of what I'm wearing. Okay, so just just be cognizant of what you say to people, how you say it to people. And because that could have went this, this could have been a whole different conversation. And I think I want to say um, I said I responded with thank you for your concern, but I'm fine. I can't remember what I said to her, but trust me, I, I, I deleted that text several times because I didn't appreciate it. I didn't. Now, if, if, if I'm unhealthy, that's one thing. Cause I'm very transparent. If I was unhealthy and I'm doing a, and this jump rope was something that it was detrimental, whatever, whatever, my body is changing. I'm 50 fucking one years old. I'm 51. This is not the first, if you go through my history on Facebook, I've had moments of being skinny before. Remember, I was on that damn fentermine and I was out there like an energizer bunny exercising at the damn, um, what was it, lifetime? I was exercising in the morning and, and at work. When I got off work, I was so damn little, but I was younger. So I guess it looked different. Okay. And, and I lost weight again. Um, when did I lose weight? I've lost weight several times. When these pictures pop up, I'm going to start tracking it. So I, I, I can show that this I've, I've been this size before. I've been this weight before. I guess maybe it looks different because I'm older. My face is older and maybe it's sagging. Because honestly, and, and to be very transparent, I, I lost weight too fast. And I didn't do it the right way. Okay, so I have a little saggy skin. Okay, a little saggy boobies, saggy butt. I, I'm sagging. And I'm working on that. So, yeah, that's that. I just wanted to get that off my chest. And there was so much more I wanted to say. But I think I said it in my brain. I was venting to my husband. I was... Because I get the shit from him. Of course, you know, he's a booty guy or whatever. And I hear from, you know... And I just... And I don't get it. Like... I wouldn't tell somebody, girl, like, you gaining weight. Like, I wouldn't... I just, certain things I wouldn't say. Now, if you came to me in a conversation saying to me, like, you know, girl, I done gained some weight and I, I need to work on some things. And I have a conversation. I'm not going to automatically come up to you and talk about your weight. So stop talking to me about mine. Especially if we're not in that same, um, if we, 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 don't, we don't vibe like that. I mean, I guess people, when they're in your family and stuff like that, they feel like they can say certain things or whatever. And I and I get it. But just be cognizant of what you say to people. You don't know where people's mindset is when you are saying these things. I am having some body dysmorphia issues because when I look in the mirror, I do not see what you see. But I but I I I'm convicted in the fact that because I recognize because the people with body dysmorphia don't even know they have it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm cognizant of it. So I am eating. I am trying to build muscle. I am. It's not like I'm not trying. And honestly, at this point, I don't even know if I'm even capable of it because I am older. It's hard. It's, oh shit. It's hard. 
it's hard uh doing uh, squats and lifting weights and that shit is hard on my damn body and plus i don't want to sacrifice no pain I have to choose between that pain and my damn jump rope. I choose my jump rope every single time. But honestly, if I had to choose between uh, uh, making you feel comfortable about the way I look weight-wise and me and my peace of mind uh, jumping rope, I'm going to choose me and my peace of mind. Fuck them people because it, it's, it's, it's how I feel about myself and what I'm doing. I'm working on some things. Trust me. And um, so, there, yeah. So that's one thing I want to talk about. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, uh, this is, I'm going to tell a little story. So something recently came up where friends, uh, and don't you text or call me or nothing because, uh, you know, I talk about everything. But a friend wanted um, uh, wanted me to attend, visit them at their church to attend church and you know i since i've been here in texas i am church of christ and i don't believe that everybody going to hell like a lot of people think that church of christ worshipers do non-denominational church I, I don't think that everybody's going to hell if you don't believe in the one true church i do not however i personally don't really necessarily like to visit people churches and i'm gonna tell you why i don't know if i ever told you this story or shared this story but i hope the person that i experienced this with isn't listening i'm sure they're not i'm sure but if you are you know what it's my truth it happened you should have never invited me if you didn't want me to talk about it no reason i'm talking about it now because i had made the comment like i don't know because she was like, you don't want to go to church with me. It's not that. I would love to worship with my friends and different family members. I just, I don't like going to different churches. I'm just, I, I hell, truth be told, I barely go to the one I go to. Like, isn't that cheating? But anyway, so I was just thinking. So it was this friend of mine. And they had a church. They was in the church, starting the church. It was some sort of church. I think it was. I don't know what denomination. I don't know if it was Pentecost. I, I, I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. Talking so fast, my throat done got dry. I don't even have no water. But anyway, I, it was some denomination. And maybe y'all know what it is when I tell you this story. So I let, she said, oh girl, just come to church with me. And she had been talking about her church and all the great things that they were doing. And she spoke, you know, even though we attend different, two different types of church, different denominations. Listen, if you tell me good things and 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 share your wisdom and it speaks to me, I, I'm I'm gonna receive it regardless of where it's coming from. So I mean, she was such a positive. She is a positive, upbeat person. Always gave great advice. You know, was very supportive when I needed um, someone at, at one point in my life. At one point in time when I was, you know, since I've been here, and. Um, so I was like, so she was like, girl, come visit me as friends and family. We're eating. We're going to have some fried chicken. So now when you start telling me the church is feeding folks, because you know them sisters in the church, they be cooking. This was way, 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 way before COVID. So you know they be cooking. So we went to, I was like, okay, listen, I, I come. Okay. I went. It, it wasn't a traditional church building. It was in the midst of transitionings. I'm not judging. I'm, churches got to start somewhere. But when I went into this building, I wasn't expecting the grandioseness of what I saw. Because on the outside, I was like, a good wind come by. We finna get blown away. But then when I went on the inside, I was just like, damn, this, what, what 
what happened? Let me, let me tell you why I know what happened. Because all the, the cathedralness of it all and the, 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 the three chairs in the front, which I had never seen them that up close. Now, I've seen the chairs in the pulpit with, you know, the main pastor. And they got them people sitting in the pulpit for whatever reason. But these was like some king and queen type stuff. And the chairs and the... The, yeah, the horns and girl, I, I can't even listen. It was fancy. It was fancy, fancy. So I go in. We ushered over here to sit right here. So me and Larry, we go sit or whatever. I want to say I had my son with me. I can't remember. I can't remember who went with me. Anyway, I just couldn't wait for it to be over because I wanted to network and uh, and fellowship and eat some fried chicken and some greens and stuff. I just that's what my motive was. I ain't gonna lie. I, you know, I visit churches and stuff, but I just knew by me visiting wasn't gonna change my direction and where I wanted to go where I worship. I was just supporting a friend. She invited me, so she wanted to bring her friends and do show and tell. I'm here for it. Okay, so we go to church in the middle of the week or someday it was. And this thing, you know, y'all. The doors locked, the lights dimmed, and these three people with these robes and crowns and uh, canes and stuff come walking out, marching out, and everybody's standing up doing what they do. So listen, I'll let y'all stand up. I'm going to stand. I ain't going to be the only one sitting down. I'm going to stand. I don't know why I'm standing up, but I'll stand up. So they come out, and we stand up, and they sit down. Or whatever, and I, it was a long time ago, so I can't remember everything verbatim, but I do remember this. So we all sit down, and then somebody gets up and starts talking. One of the the, the king of queens of the, of the church or whatever get up and start talking or whatever. So I'm like, okay, mm -hmm, yeah, welcome friends and family. Thank you for visiting. Mm -hmm, okay, hurry up, y'all. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I ain't ate none. Okay. So they talking and stuff, and they look pre little preaching. wasn't for me, but I ain't judging. You know what I'm saying? Everybody different. I'm just used to my hey brother Daniels. I'm just used to mine. So I'm listening or whatever. Next thing I know, these horns that I seen in the front, these horns. I think they look like ram horns. They start blowing these damn horns, singing and hopping around and. Okay, this is different. I mean, I grew up in the Baptist church. So, I listen, I am used to instruments and music and the Holy Ghost hidden at the right time. And yes, but this wasn't it. Y'all, this wasn't it. It was different. This was way different. I had never experienced this, y'all. And uh, I was a little scared. I was a little concerned. I was looking back and me and Larry was looking at each other. We was like, okay, what an exit. What an exit. Did some shit go down up in this building? What is our exit strategy? Okay, <laughs> because I felt like I didn't know if it was vampires was going. I look, you know my brain, y'all know my brain. So all this is going on, and then they say, okay, we're gonna give a little offering. Now, granted, I've been to friends and family churches before, uh, where they do they do a sermon. It's considered a sermon. They do a little offering, but it's usually the people who are the members of the church. And if the visitors and family want to give a little offering towards, that's completely up to you, baby. Excuse me, say what? Offering, okay. So the horns get the blowing. The man with the the big man now with the big crown with the big robe. 
hey, we trying to meet a, a goal tonight. I'm going to make this up because I can't remember. Our goal is, I don't know, $10,000. Ain't nobody leaving this church till we get this $10,000. So people started lining up in the aisles, passing this trail on. So shit, shit they passed me. I passed it right on by. Uh, Malik, keep it passing. We visitors. That ain't, this ain't for us. This they problem. Pass that darn bowl. Uh, they pass that bowl right back to us. Everybody need to contribute. Who need to contribute? Excuse me, say what? So, nah, here, you, you take this bowl. You ain't finna make, you finna what? You finna, no, you're not finna make me just, who? That $10,000 ain't gonna do this. not even my church. I can't help it because y'all building look like this. Like, what? So, but let me, where's all this money going? Like in the robes, in this cathedralism, these chandeliers and these plush, this and that, and these chairs, these heavy ass I don't know. But you're not finna hold me hostage because you're making payments on that, on that furniture. So, the thing goes by. It got quiet. I heard the, the ushers in the back. That's them tapping on the calculators or computers or whatever they're doing. The horn goes again. We got $5,000. We need $5,000 more. Ain't nobody leaving here till we get this $5,000. This road needs to give $1,000. This road needs to give $500. This road needs to give $100. You need to give God heart, lungs. Give it. Us, we need what? Like me and Larry, like what in the entire F word is going on? I, you know me, I'm, I'm a listen. Nuck if you buck, I can't fight, but baby, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't given nothing. Okay, I didn't appreciate it. I appreciated being held hostage. I appreciate being made to feel like I was responsible. For your bills, I just didn't. I didn't like it. So then they go passing that damn tray again, and I think our roll was the five hundred roll. Who finna give y'all five hundred? I just met y'all. Like, what they do that? And how do you ask people to come visit with you, and then we gotta pay you to to, to, to come visit? Like, what kind of chicken was in the back? Like, who was cooking this chicken? Like. What is going on? I'm just like, y'all, I'm laughing, but I'm telling y'all, we were scared. We were scared. Because when I tell you they had the doors locked and blocked with the damn, them little things that the, they have in front of the king, the king's castle with the little sticks, what's the things called? Were they blocking the darn door? It wasn't no guns, but it was like spears or some shit. And i don't know how we got out of it long story short we didn't end up giving anything i might be lying i may have gave a few dollars i don't know maybe two or three dollars we may have put some cash together but listen listen this is why i don't go to people churches because i if i have not if i have never worshiped with you i have never that's just not part of our 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 makeup as a friendship yet 
or family ship or I hadn't seen you in a thousand years and you want to invite me to your church. Like, I don't know where you've been for these thousand years. I need to know, get to know you again. Like, I don't know what's going on. Who is influencing you? Who, what's your motivation? I just don't know. You got to be so careful, y'all. And I ain't trying to be funny. I ain't trying to talk about nobody's church or downplays anybody's religion. Whatever you believe, that's what you believe. But on uh, uh, no uncertain terms, well, I be going to know friends and family stuff and, and made to feel like I got to be a part of, of your come up. I just didn't appreciate it. I felt like, I, I just felt like I was tricked. I, I, we talked about that. We talked about them for the longest time because I just couldn't believe it. You know, I just couldn't. I still can't now that I remember this story. But anyway, I said all that to say, this is why I have a hard time visiting people churches. And trust me, the person that who invited me, I, I trust them. I, you know, I know darn well it's not nothing crazy or outrageous other than I was told it was a four-hour service. <laughs> she gonna cuss me out. But um, I, I'm just scared. Y'all know me. Y'all know I get paranoid about stuff. And I don't even think you can carry a gun in the church, I don't think. I don't know, but you know, I always got something in my pocket because you is not finna. I'm telling you, I, when I would tell you I was traumatized, I was traumatized because, and then when they finally met, they quoted, the lights came on, the doors unlocked, the spears disappeared, the horns got put down and everybody go to the back for the fried chicken. I ain't want y'all chicken now. I just didn't want it. Cause now I just don't know. I ain't want to drink the Kool-Aid. I want the Jim, Jim, John, what? The Jim Jones is going, was it Jim Jones? I don't know. But again, I'm sorry. I'm not really trying to insult anybody. But I think I did get some chicken. I did. I was still hungry regardless. And then I had used up a lot of energy talking all that shit. And I think I may have cursed in the people church or whatever. So I did want me something to eat. And when I tell you what, it was three green beans, a scoop of mashed potatoes, and a leg. Excuse me, say what? You done sat there and held me hostage for a whole hour and a half. Almost two hours at a friends and family meet and greet to meet a $10,000 quota. And this is what you do? And this how you treat your guests? You you take my money and then don't feed me? I felt taken advantage of. I did. My time, I could never get that time back. But that's my story and I'm sticking to it. I promise, I hope whoever listening to this don't take offense to anything that I'm saying my story, my experience, my interpretation. If I'm wrong and 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 in the way that you feel that I may have depicted the 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 surrounding area inside the church, because I promise you, I don't know. I think it was, I don't know what that somebody told me what that religion was, that denomination was. I just can't remember. But if y'all know what it is, hit me up and let me know. Let me know, because I, I definitely, whoo, I think I, if I wasn't, maybe I need to eat some fried chicken, because I'm too damn skinny. Man, I need to go make me some fried chicken. Okay, something else I want to talk about, but I don't think I'm going to make it. I don't think I'm going to make it, because it's already 27 minutes. Let's see. What is this? Change my, I can't read my handwriting. I can't read my handwriting. Oh, I know what it was. I know exactly what it was. Because I was reading this post in um, one of my friend groups. Let me see if I can find it real quick. It was actually something else I want to talk about, too. Um, 
why I'm so good at making friends, but I can't keep them. But I, and then I want to talk about something else too. But I I do another bonus episode because I don't want to keep y'all here into longer. But I definitely want to talk about just real quick, just real quick. Just give me one second. I was in this group and it said, "Do you sometimes sometimes associate yourself? Do you sometimes associate yourself or feel embarrassed by the poor behavior of other black people?" And the first thing that popped in my mind, y'all, I was at Verizon. Larry bought me a phone for Christmas, okay? I don't know if I told anybody. I probably did because it probably, it, it just wasn't any, uh, wasn't any of your business. I couldn't even get that out good. That means somebody is, uh, okay. So, he bought me a phone for Christmas. And so, I went to Verizon to try to switch the file or whatever, whatever. And so, first of all, I want to say, if you work at these phone companies, I need y'all to get some courtesy about yourself. When people walk in and and you're busy, you need to greet people, let people know what's going on, how the process works. It's it's, it's, it's post, pre-post, in between COVID stuff still going on. Y'all just letting us back in the Verizon store. Before we was coming in, we had to sit outside before we got a text and called in. And now y'all letting us in. We don't know what to do when we get in there. I walk in. Everybody seemed to be helping somebody. Nobody's saying nothing. So I had to say something. Okay. I had to say, hello, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Say what? Is anybody here to help me? What is going on? What is the protocol? Do I need to sign in? If you walk in the Apple store, they got somebody walking around with that little iPad. As soon as you walk in, they take your name, your number. They let you know that somebody will be texting you soon to help you with whatever you need help with. I had to ask y'all. I had to ask. I shouldn't have to do that. You know how much uh, we pay in cell phone bills? I need you to get some courtesy about yourself, Verizon. That's Verizon and Humble on 1960 on my side of 1960. Not the other side, but my side. But, so yeah, just real quick. uh, I was a little bit embarrassed because I finally, somebody checked me in or whatever. And they told me to have a seat over there. And I just switched my phones out. You know, that's all I was doing. And so this girl was sitting... This other, this little black girl, whatever. She had a little half shirt on. She had on a jacket. It was a little chilly, but she had a little stomach showing, a little big old boo. You could tell, you know, you know, you know. Had a little glasses on her baseball cap. She was cute. She was cute. Long nails, looking like long nails. So she was on the phone. I don't know what the fuck. I and just talking. So I'm just thinking, okay, maybe she's talking to her friend because she was waiting a long time. I don't know. Uh, and the little guy came over to talking to her and she was like I don't want to hear nothing you have to say if you're not going to be able to help me with this find somebody who can I've been waiting here all this time I came here to get me a phone whatever 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 so then she started talking to what I assume was the manager and turned out yes he was the manager the manager said ma'am wait one moment I'm having a conversation over here I'll get with you shortly now granted he was over there I was listening to him too he wasn't talking about nothing important but I figured it was, something was about to go down. So he walks over to her at telling her that in order for her to get qualified for a phone, that she's going to have to go ahead and fill out an application in the store. And they were pre-approved that they were not taking any pre-approval codes or numbers from another source that she did, I guess, online. And she brought it in and... Um, um, he, they weren't taking those. They just didn't do that. So, and so they was going back and forth with words and it was nothing disrespectful. He was saying he was just basically repeating over and over again, their policy and how Verizon, this particular one worked and they were not able to take her application. And out of nowhere, she was like, are you fucking racist? 
You racist, aren't you? You have to be. Because why are you treating me like this? Now I'm thinking that, girl, listen to this whole conversation. And you know, I, I listen, I throw out a, out a black card or two. You know what I'm saying? I would throw some stuff up if I genuinely felt that way. But I was listening to this conversation in no form or fashion. Was he talking to her in a derogatory way or demeaning way or any treating her in a way that was that made me feel as if he was racist? He was like, yeah, no, I'm not racist, ma'am. Seriously, we're going to go there. She said, you're damn right. We're going to go. There. So now everybody like it was a, a two older black women on the other side and uh, me. And you know how you feel somebody hovering. So. I felt something, but I didn't look back right away because I'm just thinking, okay, I don't know what's going on. Does she got a partner here? Like, what they finna do? Like, where the police at? So, the guy said, if you just step over here, ma'am, I will put in your information and we'll go ahead and get you approved and get you your iPhone 13 that you want to purchase. I ain't going nowhere. So she's on the phone just talking. So I'm assuming she was talking to customer service or whatever. But he wasn't having it. He wasn't getting on no phone with no customer service. He wasn't. He was. This is the policy. You come in here. You want a phone. You apply for the phone. Here, if you get approved, we go from there. You're not bringing your own approval crap up in here. We just ain't doing that. And I found out later when I went back the next day that it was a scam. That they go online and use um, these codes. I guess people who work at Verizon may give them this code saying they approve. They don't know the social. They don't know the name or anything. They just have this code saying that they approve for these phones. And they go into the certain stores. And the stores pull up the code. And they show application is being approved. And they can walk out with several phones. And um, it's a scam. I found out that later. But I didn't know it at the time. I'm thinking, wow, why they won't let this girl get a phone? So she sat there. She got off the phone with customer service. She never did go put her application. She just sat there. So I'm just like, but I did feel that little hovering over my shoulder. So I did, because you know, I don't play, y'all. I don't play. So I let me turn around and figure out what's going on behind me, just in case I need to leave. So I turn around. It's a police officer, not a security guard, but a police officer. I was like, whew. But then I was like, you know, he right behind me and she right in front of me. Some shit pop off. I'm right in the middle of them too. So I scooped my shit over. Like I was like, I ain't got nothing to do with this. All black people are not the same. All of us are not ignorant. I had a legitimate phone. I bought my phone in here. I bought my phone from Apple. I wasn't buying Verizon phone because you know they be ripping you off with your phones and stuff. So I bought my own. My husband bought my own phone. And so I ain't had nothing to do with that. So we sitting there. So the guy, that same manager came to me and said, hey, ma'am, thank you for waiting. What can I do for you? So I told him he was really nice. You could just tell he was just, it was just overkill. You know, it was late. He was ready to go home. That was just, I mean, he was nice. Y'all, I ain't going to lie, but I could just tell he, it, he was a little frustrated probably from her. And plus he was ready to go home. It was like 630, I think, I think. So he started helping me or whatever and then he asked me did i have a charger i was like no because you got to charge your phone or make sure your phone stays charged in order to make the the um transfer one information to the other and then she says i need a charger too he was like man what kind of this is her the girl who was trying to get the 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 be qualified she was like i i, I need a charger too my phone about to die i'm on eight percent and i was like are you all the people still on eight percent but anyway he was like, well, what kind of phone do you have? Oh, that looks to be like an iPhone 6. I said, 
said to myself, this bitch up in here with a six. That may have been something lower or a little high, but it wasn't in the double digits. Like you in here raising as hell. You in here with an iPhone 6 trying to get an iPhone 13. Like what happened to 8, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12? Okay, so in my brain at that point, I was like, this girl, and I did say to myself, I said, she up to something like, what in the world? But I said all that to say, and she was there when I left. And I went back the next day and I did ask the guy, the new, other guy who was helping me. I said, you remember that girl that was in here last night? What happened? He was like, girl, it was intense. This is working now. I got a new little guy helping me in Verizon the next day. He was like, girl, it was so intense. She was, um going off they had to end up escorting her out of here and and that's what he told me about the scam how they come in with this pre-qualification or whatever and and i was just like and i asked a few questions here and just try i hope i say i ain't no thief i'm just curious about what she did so i, I so i just want to get a better understanding or whatever and we talked about how she threw racism out there and how the manager handled it and how the original guy who was helping her she had him frazzled and scared and all that kind of stuff but yeah I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed as 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 a black woman seeing another black person carry on and act like this in this. Because let me tell you something. In this day and age, with the way people's minds are set up, you will do right by yourself and everybody else to have some sense when you're dealing with people. Now, if somebody's dealing with you in a derogatory way, okay, sometimes we can't help ourselves. We, we can and we just got to pop off. But what I'm saying is, in this day and age, you just have to handle things so much. It's like now, back in the day when people were disrespectful to me or, and I was ignorant, couldn't get in my way, knowing damn well I was dead wrong, but talking shit because I was embarrassed, I would talk shit and carry on like a fool. You know what I'm saying? I learned that you just don't know what people can be going through. Why they talking to you crazy? Why they're, why they're dealing with you the way they are? Their day could be bad for a plethora of reasons that have nothing to do with you. I'm not going to get involved in your fucked up bad day. Okay, but what you're not going to do is talk to me crazy. So I am going to talk to you nice. I am going to have a conversation with you to try to thwart the conversation in the way of, I'm, on, I'm here, I'm on your side. I'm not here to make any issues. I have a problem. I don't know what you was dealing with before I got here, but it had nothing to do with me. Let's work together cohesively, solve this problem so I can leave. You can go on about your day and be mad at somebody else. It's just a way to talk to people and deal with people. You know what I'm saying? And some people are just old school ignorant and they take their life out on everybody else. Even customers, we walk in stores with a bad attitude and no matter how nice someone is to us, we just want to make sure their day is fucked up because we got a fucked up, had a fucked up day. And that's just, it's human. It's human nature. But you can't allow people to change your direction if you in a good mood stay in a good mood ask for somebody else to help you ask for a manager ask some girl or guy oh you must be having a bad day it's okay you want to talk about it like you kill that and i and i didn't do this before but i do it now you kill their ass with kindness just don't eat the damn food if you're in a restaurant because listen you can't control people it could be the nicest people in the world and and, and mess with your food you know, they would mess with your food. But I just said all that to say, yeah, I'm embarrassed by some of my people. Sometimes, sometimes, you know what I'm saying? You know, because sometimes there's a way to behave. And and if you're a scammer, I'm not a scammer. I've never been a scammer. But if you're a scammer, it, it would behoove you 
to be kind. Like, how you gonna come in these people's establishment, cussing them out, calling them a racist, talking trash, knowing you got a hot application for a hot to get a hot phone so you can go sell it? Cause you you rocking your iPhone six. If you gonna be a good scammer, be a nice good scammer and walk in, bring some flowers, bring them some um, cookies from Crumble or Tiffany's Treats, make them feel comfortable, you know, be nice to them, make them feel like you're there for them. And, and you know, you got to be charismatic. You can't be going in there throwing, kicking your shoes off and cussing and borrowing an iPhone 6 charger and stuff like that with a bad attitude, knowing you finna steal the people's phone. <laughs> Y'all, I got to go. I had some more to talk about, but... I gotta go. I can't wait for this episode to come out. I really can't. I really can't. But y'all get y'all some journals. I don't even know if I talked about that in the beginning. But get y'all some journals. Uh, moody as fuck. Fuck them people. And keep notes, sis. By the time this airs, hopefully my gratitude journals, uh, bitch, are you breathing? Queen, are you breathing? Would have dropped at Amazon. Um, I do keep journals on hand. Hit me up. We can meet up. I'll sell you a journal. I put my little signature in there to make it official and stuff like that. But just get you a journal, y'all. Do that. Cause I got. I listen. They so cute, and they and I'm telling they so. I don't put this. These journals have been a labor of love, and um, they are really cute. And I give y'all the background on bitch you breathing and queen you breathing. Uh, once I once they drop, I'm gonna do a little excerpt like I did the other ones. The meaning behind the journal, so y'all can have an idea of how it came to how I gave birth. To those two gratitude journals. I got a few more that I'm working on that I'm excited about too. So y'all just, y'all stay supporting me. I appreciate y'all. I do. You know, I appreciate y'all. And if you don't journal, that's fine. You can make lists. You know, you could take notes, you know, when you're on the phone with people. You know, you could take it to class and put your school notes in. I mean, you could, I mean... I hate to diminish my beautiful journals by calling them a notebook, but they are. I mean, like people overthink when you when you say journal, they be like, "I don't journal." But bitch, do you write? Like, do you write during your day? Are you writing in your meetings at work? Are you taking notes when you're, you know, talking on the phone, talking, you know, to keep track of what people are saying? I mean, do you make lists? Do you, you know, have a budget. I mean, there you can use a journal for anything, anything you want. You ain't have to write your emotions down. You don't, you don't have to look up journal prompts. If you want to just draw pictures in it and tear pages out and, and put gum, that's up to you. Just buy the damn journal. Okay. Okay. So I told y'all two little stories there. Um, this is a bonus story time. I don't know what I'm gonna call this episode, but this was fun. This was fun. A lot longer than I wanted it to be, but this was fun. Okay, y'all. I got to go. I got stuff to do, but y'all have an amazing day. And um, thank you for your support. And I will see you when I drop. Well, I won't see you, but I'll talk to you when I drop my next episode, which hopefully it is in the company of women. My first guest host is Mika, and we're talking all things friendship. So stay tuned. Talk to you. Holla. Bye.